Welcome. You are listening to lucky number three episode of Talk to Warlock. David just got back from his week-long vacation in Greece. Greece is pretty cool. We talk about some of his experiences and insights he's had from the trip. David has been reading two all-time great books that he's we've been talking a lot about. The 40 Rules of Love by Elif Shafak which talks about one of the most incredible poets in history, Rumi, and his epic story, as well as Carlos Castaneda's teachings of Don Juan, which is a serious dive into a shamanistic ancient rabbit hole. We talk about gender, diversity, understanding each other, and reconnecting to our most wise inner voice. I share some breakthroughs I've recently had in relating to certain individuals that are a part of the LGBTQ plus movement, as well as understanding the policy of heavily pushing towards a kind of forced diversity in the job sector, where a company would be incentivized or even forced to have a certain quota of predetermined certain groups of people two things that for some time now I've internally struggled to fully grasp and I'm someone who really likes to understand things not just fight for them or fight against them or not care Uh, I like to really come at it from the perspective of understanding it the way that the, the person I'm looking at feels it from their own perspective. This is an awesome episode. Hope you enjoy. Engage with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or on our own subreddit slash talk to warlock. We'll be waiting to hear from you. I tried to imagine where this is all going. Yes. And I try to think of it in an integrated way with technology. We've had this discussion before about when we move into this area of uh, when we move into the era of like VR, not necessarily VR, but in that direction, you know, like augmented yeah. reality, virtual reality, where where we're living in an in an in an once removed world, like once removed from this current right. way of being yeah, where guess. where you're no longer you're no longer in that world you're no longer born uh, this or that you really get to pick whatever your avatar is and it's right. it's like the ident- the gender identification is uh is the only thing left it's like what you that that act through you're, that that device, the person that's using the device, identifies in a certain way, and they will gonna probably project that to some degree to their avatar. But I'm I was just imagining a society where what you were just talking about, where the lines are way more evened out. It's just equal, uh, right? Because uh, even then, you even in that in that world. 
you don't even have the biological differences other than like the chemical and the uh, electrical firing and the machinery of, of again the person that's interfacing with the device it's like that's the only thing that is uh, being affected by by the biology of being a man and the biology of being a woman you know it's gonna be of uh, this place where where it is this sort of a uh, a playground of of of, of equality like equalizer. yeah yeah uh your avatar is whatever the fuck you want it to be it can be a gender it could be genderless it could be some a fucking dog for whatever i know whatever it's whatever the, the thing is like uh it, it kind of ties into this but i i made this observation recently um i've been really pondering this for a long time um in a way because i i am a person who really likes to relate to people when I see them uh, do something and I try to understand like like where how where would I be in my life if that's what I was expressing so that I could empathize with their with their cause and really see where they're coming from and what their needs are and what they're what they're suffering from or whatever thing is so it like allows me to like process that as best as I can and one thing that I was uh, like like really having trouble relating to for a long time but I think I made a real big progress on is and seeing people that looked uh, I really don't know what the best word to use but it's it's like they don't really fit into what you would recognize as a specific gender like you look at them and you and there's no instant like this is a this is a, a man or this is a woman you look at them and it's like a in between or like vague like like they're, they're just kind of uh like like not not very polarized mm -hmm. and so i think a part of that is probably a rebellion against the very labels of men and women that neither of these roles are actually cool like 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 there's a part of the society that that they don't they don't really feel like being a man and they don't really feel like being what what society considers like the typical woman that that's not really fit them either so they're just kind of like okay well we we don't really uh, we don't want to be within either of those uh frames or boundaries so we're just going to kind of like rebel against both of those i think that makes a lot more sense to me now of like where where like that frustration comes from against culture and stereotypes and and limitations because they they probably just want to express it themselves in their own way and I, yeah. I i could kind of see that yeah man i see that too i also had a weird uh thing about something that i've never empathized with before but it actually seemed cool in a way that i've never connected with before which is um uh uh like diversity uh, in jobs like like people like companies that are like oh you have to hire like x amount of these different groups of people in order for for you to be like a good company or something like that like you can't hire all like one group of people it has to be like diverse or like you have to like you know hire minorities and stuff like this or like give give like be like what is called the equal opportunity employer but but even more than that like forced diversity almost and I and I and I've always um, found that found something very wrong with that from a certain place, and I kind of see that perspective 
not that I think it's wrong, but I also saw something um, really interesting. I, I, I noticed there was a lot more black people in Vancouver recently. Uh, like I just keep seeing black people everywhere. And I wondered, this might be very wrong, but I wondered maybe because of that, um, that, that impulse or like that um, trend of diversity and companies being incentivized to hire a very diverse team of employees that they're that these uh uh people are getting a lot more opportunities to get jobs like there's a lot more jobs that are open for them companies really want to hire black people companies really want to hire minorities they're very incentivized to do it and so they're just getting to have all these jobs and i see them all everywhere and it's kind of cool that they're getting like a chance to actually like like for once they're just getting a a a, a real fair chance to have uh, a play at the game in a way um not in the sense that they're like uh because they've they've been they've been isolated from that for a long time you know it's not it's not like they've always had that and then you just sit there but, and i think that on some level probably companies could could still have like a healthy mix of both uh approaches in the sense that i don't think a lot of companies would hire a black person just because they're black probably a lot of the time they're still going to look for the best candidate they could find who is part of a minority or who is uh, from that background that, they, that they're looking for. So they're still going to look for somebody really good. It might be a step down from something. But for most jobs, I don't think that's really that relevant. Like, you, it, like it's okay to have some, like, a, like if you're talking about like a, a McDonald's or a cashier or like some basic job, doesn't matter that much like who you're getting but it, but it's kind of cool there's something there is something cool about kind of like giving people opportunity kind of like by 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 rules kind of like that i think i found that something interesting very very interesting i thought of uh, what you said about when i was on my trip we talked a little bit about fuck i lost my train of thought what were you talking about? You're talking about diversity. I'm talking about diversity, uh, black people forced, um, like a, like a like a people hiring minorities and supporting them, and how cool it is that they're getting like a chance to have a fair thing. And then we were talking before that about um, men and women and genders and stuff. Yeah. No, we were, you were, you were mentioning something really interesting in one of the things you wrote about. I'm losing. You mean the thing I wrote about patriarchy, and that like a men, or a, what? What is it? Yeah, it might be. Or slavery? Yeah, slave, slavery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was what it was. I thought of uh, the white, white guilt stuff, and the the way the yeah. people feel, and it's really dark. As one, when you look at it from the, the perspective they described. I don't know if you yeah. could describe it again. In a way. Uh, basically, I I was looking. It's it's very if you're in tune with modern uh, narrative and with the modern media and the and kind of like the way that things are in our culture at the moment in popular media, you see this thing of um, very very strongly, especially today, of like white guilt and for a long time there's been this sense of like 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 not just white people but like everybody else feels like 
these these Europeans that came like why why did they do this why are they like like enslaving these these people how could they have done this like how could they feel like it's okay to treat these people this way and how dark that is and people really like feel so bad about it and of course it is a fucking monstrosity if when you really look at history you look at what happened and that's very much there it is undeniable at the same time if you really look back at how that took place and you try to you try to really look at how how that actually happened if you ask that question sincerely and you actually look and you go back in europe's history for a very long time i don't know exactly when dan carlin would be a very good person to talk to about this or some kind of historian i think he would be very good at this because i've heard him a talk a lot about rome and and the and the celtics and that era because it's ever since rome's early days that has been very much a part of the european way of doing things like especially rome i think really put that on the map of taking people enslaving them and having an elite class of royalty that are kind of like connected to god or some weird shit and and that everybody else is basically peasants they're 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 like a lower class of people they're just resources to be used and uh they are just basically supposed to give themselves to the greater good of the nation but really the greater good of the nation is just a few people sitting at the top that that take all the food take all the taxes and the rest of the people are like starving to death and and being like basically completely used by by the by their government and and that and that kept happening for a really long time i don't i don't think that the concept of a middle class really existed in, in, in that much in in a lot of of historical europe like i'm sure there probably was places that had a, a good time but i think it was really common to have this concept of of the peasant of the lower class citizen and the upper class royalty like european society is extremely classist in in, in its historical nature i think and, and a part of that i think when they when those Europeans uh, fled their their churches and their old nations that were abusing them in this way, and they went to the new world, running away, trying to find a better life, trying to be rich, trying to find prosperity. When they went there, what what is their mentality of building an economy? What is their mentality of building uh, a nation? Their approach that they've been like like under for thousands of years most likely is to have a classist society where they where where somebody is at the very top benefiting and then there's a lower class of people that are like the workers like it, it wasn't a thing where everybody just works and shares it was like classist and so it it it's almost like not that crazy that then they go on it's like a person who's been abused or molested their whole lives or, or or been treated violently so what happens when they're when they're in a relationship and something wrong happens they're violent because what because why that's that's what their brain knows that's what they've always known like they, they just that's their life and so when they came here they kind of reflected that they brought these people from africa they artificially and 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 culturally programmed the society 
have them be like a lower class people, like like consciously engineering them out of education, consciously engineering them into extremely weird family situations and beating them up if they even tried to read or open a book and completely like creating a class gap intentionally and then and then using that as a way to, to use those people for, for, for their workers and, and as basically the new peasants and the new slaves, just like they were in back in Europe. And it took a long time, but not, not that long, maybe like, like, I mean, it's super, super, super long for the people that were in it. But historically speaking, in comparison to like Europe, because things are going faster and faster as we approach the, the present and the future, uh, it took like, I don't, I don't exactly know how long, like a really long time, a few hundred years probably before they got out of uh, slavery. But yeah. I think I think eventually people probably realized like how fucked up this shit was. But for them before that it was kind of normal. Like that's what they were used to. So I, I kind of I'm not sure how much of this is like what it is. But I've just I just thought about this like as as a as a as a a piece of the puzzle, you know? I think that is a piece of the puzzle. Oh yeah. No, the mentality of it. I think yeah. it's very logical. To me, at least, I don't think I don't know either. If it's like you're you're not a historian, but if you just right. sit down and think of uh, think of uh, how these things are strung right. together, it seems very logical, natural. Yeah, like consequence of it. Yeah, it's also I think this uh, uh, one of the most powerful social phenomena that I'm aware of is group mentality. The the us thing that we do the 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 yeah. me thing that that gets expanded into a group of people right. really supports the furthering of these uh, conflicts of where people feel disparaged or one group of people that have been subjected to this uh, yes. cruelty gets this identity group identification of of you've done this to us and then it goes back and it, it just goes back and forth through history it's just uh just uh yes so then they end up doing it to somebody else yeah. right yeah yeah it's very i see it clear clear i see that clearly i also like see an that, abusive father who's yeah, been beaten yeah. when he was a kid by his father all this kind of stuff i also just... see very clear how that is the thing that that's it's, it's, it's a boundary that is a boundary like an edge of of breaking out of it it's a boundary that is very difficult to go through unless you have a, someone like prick you with a needle almost like burst that yeah. bubble because if when right. you're when you're into that i see that everywhere it's so funny dude but the way that, that the way that this works the way that groups work the way that psycho the psychology of groups yeah in general just how it is very cyclical and just over the most minute things like the painting experiment that I talked about with you last year when I was studying social psychology of uh, two groups that were looking at a piece of art and they managed to <laughs> get a get an identity over the us the people who likes this painting versus them the people that likes their painting and when they were told to allocate resources or money in between each other they 
gave themselves and their group much more of the share <laughs> it's like ridiculous like such a, yeah, such yeah. a little thing and then if yes, you take yes. it if you then take a huge overarching thing like race or, or not ethnicity today or ethnicity mm -hmm. that, that has so many uh, actual things baked into it from a historic uh, perspective and into the day right. of, of uh Deep, much deeper story yeah yeah imagine growing up in in, uh, in a low like impoverished part of the nation this sort of hood area of all of the people that are live there are like this there's no one that isn't like or there's barely anyone that isn't the people who who have these thoughts maybe the similar line that you have don't have the same kind of voice mm -hmm. it becomes so difficult to not do that thing it's like i saw that <laughs> so stupid uh wow world of warcraft classics released and now there's this huge group of people that are classic fucking fucking you know like jihadists <laughs> like they hate retail and they fucking hate people that play retail and people from retail are like whoa what the fuck and they have a backlash from the other way it just happens everywhere is this I, I don't i don't i don't know what people need i don't know what those people need to 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 realize that you can like in those ridiculous situations when it comes to ethnicity is way more complicated but when it comes to small minute everyday things that it seeps through to i don't know exactly what they need to be exposed to to realize that you can like a thing without rejecting all other things like you can you can have you can enjoy you can you can identify you can enjoy enjoy this thing without feeling completely threatened by all other things that are around it that are different you know it probably starts from a really young age man when, when as soon as as soon as your people are born their parents keep telling them to be like this and not be like that be like us. Don't be like them. Do this. Don't do that. This is how we eat. This is how we sleep. This is how we talk. This is what we don't do. This is what we do. And so you learn to be with the we. That's the whole education of the culture. Be with us. Do with, This is what we believe. We believe evolution. Yeah. We believe this. We believe in God. We believe in the constitution of the United States of America. Whatever it is. You just grow up and you're just part of that group. And then it takes, it, it's so hard for people to break out of that because, like, that's what they grow up doing. It's so hard. And I understand that, man. It's very scary for people to come out. They need, it's like to break out of that cultural self and to find a truer, more, um, like, uh, how can I say, self made personality rather than a culturally given one, it is a really like a major step of psychological evolution that mm -hmm. I think we're not very... I don't think society is very fond of pushing for that. We don't really have a way, a path towards that. And I think it's generally not very... Like, like that's, not, that's not something that is very like a incentivized or like pushed for. It's kind of like a weird thing when people are because because here's the thing a lot of the people that don't follow the meta that don't just follow the culture 
the current culture. They just they become on the opposite team. They they become a part of the culture of not following the culture. Like yeah, they, they, yeah, do you know what, like, do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're 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 in the way of our flow almost like the flow of this river and you're going against it and you're creating friction and issues like Well, it's like you have you have a people that are like doing the cultural thing that go and do this stuff and then you have a people that form a team which is a, a counterculture where they all dress as in black or they all paint their nails black or they all walk around with a certain style or there is but it's like like that, that, you just went from you rebelled against the hive mentality by creating your own hive mentality. It's like the same thing we do with a lot of these things. It's like, oh, you rebel against people that are really hateful and angry and violent by being violent. Like, like all it's it's like these these short sighted approaches to trying to solve problems that don't really take into account like his, history and long term consequences. And and they're just more out of desperation and and uh, instinct rather than a calculated, intelligent, meaningful approach to something very studied and 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 clear of a goal. Yes. Yes. I also. It's this thing with the McKenna. It's like culture is not your friend. Yeah. Yeah, culture is just there. It's like a it's like a program that you can run. It's like a it's like the default program. You're you're born and there's like Windows, but it doesn't mean that Windows is like your like your Windows is like not made to be your friend. Windows is made to support like the 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 people that made Windows more than you. It's not made to support you, and so you have to you have to be aware of that as you grow up. I think people have to, but I think. I think I see a future where there's much less of that. And I think already that is breaking down, right? Because if you look back even 20 years ago, the culture or the main culture had such a strong grip on everybody. I think that is kind of loosening up. I think all these uh, structures are breaking down. The religious structures, the political structures, the uh, economic structures, the media, the, like like the, a lot of these structures, so social structures the education system it's like all breaking down and and on some level that is creating a lot more like what we were talking about with the diversity and equality and and more people having power rather than this is the way we do it these are the people that have the power everybody else just has to work for them and there's almost no other path in the whole fucking game yes But uh, you were talking about the book. I really want to hear what you thought, what you were uh, <laughs> writing about the book. Oh, yeah. The 40 Rules of Love. No, I just think, yes, I will talk about that. I just, I just love, ponder about the direction of, of the machine almost. Yeah. The ship, the mothership. Bro. Yeah, the mothership. <laughs> yeah, the... The the book, dude, I love the book. The Rumi, it's like a okay. I didn't I didn't know what it was at all when I bought it. When you I, yeah. I just bought it on your recommendation, right? I had no idea what it was gonna be about. Yeah, yeah. And it's I called, didn't really tell you very much either. <laughs> yeah, the 40, 40 rules of love. 
by uh, what is his name? As uh... Elif Shafak. It's yes. a it's a female Turkish, um, Turkish Persian or something author. Turkish yeah. English maybe yeah. something like this. And and so far at least it's it's about a woman living living a very I would say very normal modern life. Not not to disparage the life of of any way. Just that it's this is a thing that I think a lot of middle-aged women specifically because the but even men yeah. but specifically women because the main character is a woman could relate to being right. uh, being being in your uh, 40s closing up on your 50s and being in a relationship that isn't that, that doesn't that doesn't have that much love in it anymore outside of this nurturing forgiveness and this uh uh, Almost friendship. Yeah, companionship. Like companionship. Yes, yes, yes. That's an even better word. Yeah. Uh, and simul and she she's put on this. She has a job assignment where she's supposed to read a book, and she's given this book from a different culture than she's from. It's from uh, Middle East, right? This guy. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, is it the book? Is the book written by Rumi, or is it? Is I'm it... Not, I'm not I'm not sure how that how that works. I have not read it in a very long time. Yeah. I've actually read that book in one day, so I barely remember exact details. I remember the details that really struck me about the oh, dude. the the, the, the part the part that really struck me. I don't know if you how far you've gone in the book, but like the Shems and the Rumi yes. thing and their whole thing. And and I also really love the way the book is written in that like it keeps going back and forth I between these two worlds different, and stuff. different perspectives. Yes. yes, yes, it's like a really like multi-layered and stuff. It's really yeah. interesting. It keeps you engaged. It's not like this linear like um like thing, you know, there's like a lot of interest. Super super it. cool. Yeah, it it puts you in the body of different pieces of the same scenes and then also moves it forward in a way super cool but but um yeah she's she's reading this book and she's realizing lots of stuff but but what i, I the stories the the stories from that is that is described of where i'm at there's this religious guy spiritual figure that that is called uh what is the title i wrote it down because uh, it reminded me of you man who shamsuddin yes or, or romi no shams shamsuddin tabrizi yeah he's he is uh sufi dervish i think i think uh, yeah i think the, the dervish he's called it's yeah. a, a, a it's uh i think isn't the, i think dervish isn't that um like a thing like a religious it's a sufi. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's a it is um it is a, a darwish is almost like a what is a, in i don't know if i'm using the right word but i believe there's something like this in uh in um uh, india where when a man hits 60 years old or like a certain age he becomes and traditionally what is called a brahmacharya or a brahmachari where he leaves his family and he just goes out by himself, like seeking like food and like spiritual knowledge or something like that. And and the, basically, this guy was like a a wandering, uh, poor, like a like a like a spiritual person, 
that was like just you know on the path of just just wandering the the land of god just walking freely in this world yeah yeah he describes that he meditates with hermits and caves and he has danced with the native shamans on like the plane <laughs> you know like he's done yes he's he's dabbled and and engaged with it all yes he's seen the world yes and he speaks when he speaks uh to to the common people if you were to say it like that he expresses himself often using analogies because it's very descriptory he paints a picture in your mind that is easily consumable i think it's very i think it's a really beautiful intelligent way to communicate something complex yes. and deep um i wrote down i wrote down one particular thing that i thought was cool uh because you've been talking to me about the quran and uh, what it means to you to read it now in your uh, as you've gotten older mm-hmm. and he describes the difference between these then dominant muslims and their understanding right. of it and this and the four layers of understanding the quran yeah i remember that yeah it's really cool i don't remember the layers but it's like this this external layer that the uh that the sh- that the uh not the Shia, the what are they called? Not Shia Muslims. Sunnis? Like I don't know. Some of them. Just so, just probably yeah. the, just the common people. Yes, the common people understanding. Just the person who can read if you can read Arabic, that's you know, like that's what you get. That's the under level of understanding you, you receive. Yes. Like very literal. And then the levels keeps going down into the last the last, the fourth layer. Is uh, is he describe it like it's so profound and so deep that it cannot be expressed? It's like the underst- that <laughs> that that layer of understanding is beneath is beneath the the prophet's understanding. Like 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 no, it's yeah. not. It's it's like I don't know if it. I don't know if you mean like it's beyond them, but but it's just at the layer where you can't even express it. Like it's not, or at least no one has. Yes, expressed yes. It. Well, that that is that is that is what is considered uh, true in in Islam. It is considered that even Muhammad himself doesn't fully grasp what the Quran is because the Quran was not written only for him or his people or for his time. It was written as a universal message, and and it is written for. Uh, all of time hmm. uh, to come so there are things that are supposed to only make sense later when people arrive at a certain knowledge like like cool. the big bang or dark matter or like the the the, 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 the big crunch or all these things that we discover yes. and talk about in modern culture uh quantum physics like these kind of things that like a uh, it is very weird for people to especially that don't see the that, that, that look at it like, oh, it's just some stupid book from a long time ago. What the fuck are you talking about? But it's like, if, if it is books that are talking about the fundamental of life and how it works, like yin-yang, light and dark, 
like 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 the books that talk about the fundamental nature of things and 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 time and and and, and the beginning and creation if if they're grasping what they're supposed to be grasping of course they're going to be way beyond their people's time hmm. of course and so yeah. it only makes sense that that it gets to that point and i think i i i've i don't know if you've ever read the uh, Tao Te Ching, but the uh, Tao Te Ching, which is the Chinese one, uh, Taoist one, it, they have really, really cool uh, stuff too in that. It's really deep. I wonder how crazy it is to actually read it in Chinese. But even in English, reading it is intense. That one, um, I have it's, a... it's it is it yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. But yes, so you wrote that about the Quran and the layers. Yes, I thought yes. that was cool and, the, and this this thing that seeps through of sincerity and uh, just the way that he the way that the characters described I really love so, yeah such a open person um, and he describes a story of uh, that I loved as well about Moses and a shepherd you remember that story it's a uh, no. Moses sees a uh, a shepherd praying with his arms wide open towards the sky on a on a meadow or on a hill and he he, he like he, he he likes that you know like he's like oh like cool cool and when he walks up to him to see what he's saying and as he gets close to him he he he's telling god how much he loves him in the way of like if you like i'm gonna if you wanted to, I would slaughter my fattest sheep and I would I would serve you like the greatest meal you've ever had and I would wash your feet and I would do all of these things. And he, as he's describing it to Moses, like starts to frown. He's like, what are you doing? Why, why are you praying that? Like, do you think God eats? Do you think God has feet? And the shepherd becomes ashamed. And then Moses takes yeah. him in. He's like, I'm going to show you how to pray. I'm gonna get and he teaches him a few prayers uh, that night, and then mm -hmm. that night when Moses goes to bed, God speaks to him and he says, "Like, what have you done? Like, he was one of my most, uh, like, I, I, I loved, I loved him. <laughs> like, yeah. I loved the way that he prayed. He, he, like, he prayed genuinely from, from himself and Moses. Like, but he." That's he, what he knew. Like he, yeah. he that's what yes, exactly. him love was yes. like sacrificing yes. his sheep. Yes, because because Moses like, but that's blasphemy. And God's like, yes, but it's like it's the sweet blasphemy that like I, <laughs> I loved yes. him. What have you done? And then the next day, Moses again sees him praying on the on the hill, and he walks up to him and he hears him like stammering the repetition of what he's been told to pray, and he's really <laughs> trying. And yes. Moses goes up to him like, "I'm sorry, like I made a mistake. You should pray to God just the way that you want. Like, pray to Him but in your own way." You. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's so, and and the shepherd's relieved, and then the story basically ends. But I thought that right. was beautiful. Yes, pray, pray in your own way, and 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 that's tied so well. It just spoke to me because I've been thinking a lot about just living life your own way and and just yeah following your own path is like the yes. most uh, beautiful thing you can 
you can do in a way too. Right. It's not. It's not about it's, just everybody has to do the same thing. Like this is the right way. Everybody do this one. It's like no. People have different ways, man. Yeah. 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 And that's but, okay. Like it's yeah. Yeah, man. That was beautiful. Yes, that's a really cool story. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, is this is this thing I'm I'm seeing that goes goes into all of the things we've talked about now? That's what group mentality is. That's when that's when you start to following a pattern of has been. You're following culture of what you're supposed to do, and like this story and and and. And I think the great people of, of mankind and the history of mankind have been individuals that that are in I need to stop using this word because I use it all the time, inductive. But they 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 create on their own. Like they have their they follow their own intuition, their heart, they listen to their heart. They do the they do what they feel it's the right thing to do and they, and they and they are brave enough to stand up on their own feet despite uh despite whatever challenges may come their way because of it yes it's a certain i think that's something bravery. yeah very like uh big there like that like the thing you're talking about all the all the really great people of mankind None of them were just like a like almost almost very 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 few are actually just followed the the culture followed their current meta they were great because they looked outside of it and then contributed something to it that it didn't already have yes and and at first they were resisted very hard depending on how how big the what what they were bringing is right because sometimes if you bring something too big, then it's it's like people could barely handle that. They might kill you. But uh, eventually, like like it, it happens. I mean, uh, when Darwin brought evolution, I'm, I I don't know what happened in Europe in the beginning. But that would be I I don't think I've read that much about the history of like the the like, like the what what do I say the aftermath. Of, of Darwin releasing that and dying, it must have caused such a ripple of, of insane magnitude all over the world in the very beginning and like like the slow buildup because probably the communication stuff wasn't very good and it took a long time for people to really like realize that this thing, what it was and, and that somebody was talking about it. Massive diversion. Like, yeah. Yeah, stuff like this, like like even even all the all the prophets, like Jesus himself, he walks into the temple and just like throws the whole culture upside down, throws the tables, and he's like, "You guys turned the house of my father into a like you're just selling, you're just a commerce. Like this isn't this isn't what this stuff is for. You're you're and so he, they people that are like really cool, they resist culture, but we don't we don't follow their example. We follow." I don't know what we follow. We follow like uh, we follow each other, I guess. We just follow the priest that tells us. It's very rare that people actually look at like what? Okay, wait. Who is Jesus exactly? What is he talking about? 
can I just follow Jesus instead of like listen to anybody else? Like people don't really do that. But this is certain, this is certain empowerment that we've been given and granted in the later hundred years, where yes. people are actually literate and people are able to read on their own, and, yes. and not and they're able to. They're they're more capable of, of right. The material yeah. is accessible. It's out there. Yeah. Sorry. It's not just one book and some library. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no. I, I just wanted to say that. I just interjected you. I, I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think we're, we're the most empowered and free that we've ever been with the yes. access to internet that we have. And, uh, I think we work really hard. I think I think I've really been um, loving this metaphor of the garden and the forest. I think we've been really trying hard to make humanity a garden, uh, this thing that is very kind of artificial and and is really really high maintenance, and you gotta like keep it under control, trim everything, don't let the, this plant go out of control, don't let this plant grow too far, take out the weeds, kill these people or not people, like kill these plants, don't let these ones kill the pests, Des destroy the the disease, destroy the whatever. Like it's super engineered, and the moment you stop paying attention to it for like two months, it just all goes haywire. And then there is a and but it but it looks cool when you take care of it and stuff like like there's a certain kind of order and beauty to a really well cared for garden, but then there's a different kind of beauty to a forest, and the forest is a very different thing than the garden. It is like this thing that is wild and it has been there for millions of years with nobody maintaining it. It is just a natural, organic. Uh, play out of all the factors in a very intelligent, harmonious way. And if we, I mean, of course, it has its own issues. I'm not saying that the, that we should just be be wild, but I mean, the forest isn't bad. The forest is what made us, right? Like we, we, it wasn't a garden that. I mean, our story is that it was a garden of Eden, but the garden of Eden probably was a forest. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's just it's, it's all forests. That's what gave birth to all of the things. And we and we are so um, intent on this idea of trying to make everything structured. And everywhere you go, there's a there's a there's a sign, and there's a thing that people tell you what to do, and and and, and everything is like like controlled. And there's so much like bureaucracy and 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 rules and lines. And it's like I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like there. I really am gravitating towards uh, shifting the 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 weight a little bit more towards the leg of the forest uh, leg rather than the garden leg what does that mean so to speak practically um practically it means like you don't just try to make everything look really nice and pretty from outside but as actually very dysfunctional as a system you actually make a good system that incorporates everything like uh so um beautiful in and of itself yeah it just it just you you create an environment that that supports a system that thrives um and i think you could do that as a human like as a human being if you want to be a garden then your day-to-day -day life is very like oh how do i yeah yeah like even even your approach to like an exercise like i see these people on 
on the Wim Hof method all the fucking time. Jesus Christ. It, it really like, there's a certain part of me that gets really frustrated with it, even though it's beautiful too. They care and they're trying and they're getting into the school thing. And I appreciate that. So but I see this thing where people really like, oh my God, do I breathe through my nose or do I breathe through my mouth? Uh, how long do I hold my breath? 10 or 15 seconds. How cold should the water be? My water is at 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Is it okay? Or should I buy a new <laughs> method of cooling? Is it okay to take a cold shower for five minutes instead of three minutes for this week's exercise? Like all these like, it's like that's that's people's approach to things. It's a very like a like a structured like a, like I'm gonna do it this way today. I'm gonna eat eight thousand calories or like no eight thousand calories. I'm an athlete <laughs> like like two thousand calories of, of 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 fat and and whatever this and I'm gonna eat a banana and I'm gonna eat a fucking this thing and it's like I I, I really think there's something about that approach that is very sterile. <laughs> Like, like it's very, it doesn't really go anywhere in a, in a, in a sense. It's not really where, where it's at. I think there's so much more intelligence in learning to, to connect. That's something I've, I've been thinking about a course to develop Training in a future. Intuitions. Yeah. And to, to listening to your body, like, like you, you have a, you have a class where people maybe smell like different things or taste different things or eat different things or do different exercises or hold like, you know, there's these other things and. In a, there are these like uh, studies I've listened to. There's a really funny one that I remember where people had to hold a pen in their mouth and watch a five minute like movie. And one group of people held the pen like like straightforward, like pointy. So they, they were like frowning, like Ooh, this, you know, like kiss, like a kiss mouth. They were holding the pen straight forward. Yes. So they were like pouty. And and the other people held it like a like a like a horizontally, so they were kind of smiling like this, like oh really, like like stretching out their lips all the way, like a smile. <laughs> and the people that, that held the the pen sideways versus the pen people that held it forward thought that like gave the movie like five more average rating out of ten than the people holding it straightforward. So it's like it's hilarious how affected by just holding postures and and like how the food looks and what it does but we're we're so not in tune with that like we're so not people don't wake up in the morning they're like i'm gonna take a cold shower for two minutes and let's see what that does they're like is a cold shower good for you what does this guy say it's like 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 what what why like why are i think it would be really cool to have a course i'm not sure exactly how but course that really teaches you to listen to your body and and when it comes to diet when it comes to sleep when it comes to your needs and, and how much is too much and how much is too little and just kind of like be in tune with it because it's the only thing that really knows like there is no person out there that's just going to tell you how your body works like it just that's not how that works like you, your body is going to tell you what it what it wants we're so disconnected from that we think that we have to like this whole thing that has been evolving for the last three billion years we're going to come here with our <laughs> you know, a few hundred years of like science and and a few, and a, and like very very limited education on an individual level, and we're gonna like you're gonna read an internet article, out. you're gonna read a ten step yeah. article, yes. and you're gonna fix your you're gonna, entire life. You're gonna yes, you're gonna teach your body how to run properly. You're gonna do it, or or you're gonna figure out what the best way to eat is through reading an article online about a guy telling you to eat. 
three pieces asparagus. of meat every day. Yes, and asparagus <laughs> at night, or, or or some super food, or some crazy fucking thing that people have. And it's like it's just so funny that that's what we do. Yeah. Well, so I see. I see a real. There's a there's a there's a uh, huge confusion that goes into this intuitive uh, f intuitive ability with our bodies and what we need because of the the current the current idea what food should be you know for most people they eat a very uh, calorie dense diet in the west Dude, I, that's know? something i've been really feeling how much we eat man we eat so much we saturate our digestive system as much as we, we're always eating and it's always carbs and sugar yeah always There's carbs, carbs I was gonna say that so much carb it's so much what everywhere. kind of a gut environment does that foster and what kind of an a psychology yeah, brain, right? what yes. kind of psychology does that cause because yeah. it, it, it's, it's so interesting to talk to people that aren't aware of the amount of effect your gut bacteria in your gut yeah. has on yeah. your on your experience as yes. a person like what you what you what you experience it's basically your second it's, brain almost yeah yeah it's like if you literally <laughs> it, it's uh and it's in such a conflict of what the what the what this machine actually thrives on that you become so sick and you have all these uh skin conditions and, right and, you, uh, it gets because it gets programmed right it's less yeah. like your mind if you yeah. become saturated with negativity and abuse and you have uh like a like your menu over your life is just negative 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 and your brain develops that way then it works against you because it's it's a very powerful it's it's extremely that's what that's what you are i mean that's that's what you're made of so it's a very very has such a huge impact on your life every single thing you do your performance your relationships the way you talk the way you move the way you feel your skin your hair your eyes every single thing in your whole life yes and and and, and the same thing with your with your gut it's yes. like what's what we're made of i mean the food we eat and the the way it affects us and our impulse for it yes because and the hunger and yeah because what i was going to say was that that the people that might hear what you say uh should be more in tune with our intuition and our, our bodies and and you are you are more in line with what your body tells you to do but if your body tells you to eat chocolate bars every day because it's been on a super high carbohydrate uh, diet for its entire life right you know, and it's yes, like oh, that voice is so loud it's so, it's so loud. hard way to get from even though there is a voice the right under that that says hey i don't really feel good this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is not this is not nice this is actually really hurts <laughs> i feel bad but but that voice is like low because you have not been listening to it you yes. you've turned that voice way down yeah. the yeah. other one's yeah. booming Yes, Boom. the other one is feed me yes. i need more donuts yeah. more sugar coffee coke something anything yes. please yes a life of fucking salad is not worth living you're not having a quality <laughs> life yes <laughs> salad yes keto is so intense david goggins i i found out does uh keto basically 
Yeah, all time. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's. He like uh, very little carbs. Like, cool. like, like, like he has forty percent, forty percent, twenty percent is his macros. Like forty percent protein, forty percent fat, twenty percent carbs. Because he's a fucking crazy athlete, so he needs like insane amount of protein, and and he needs more carbs than average. But he still tries to go for like like just in just minimum carbs and high fat, high protein kind of. And, you think uh, that expression? Do you think David Goggins? Because to me, when I look at him, it's like, yo, dude, that's too much. It's like that's all you are. I love that. I no, I see. no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. The way that okay, sorry. Yes. If you did that, you would do nothing else but that. It would be like you're not doing a podcast in that way. You're not. You're not like politically engaged. You're not right. doing any of those stuff. You just. You are the expression of of breakdown and rebuilding of the physical yes. body. That's it. That's it. But you know something? A lot of the stuff he does is actually really socially um, geared. Like, I, I didn't know this, but but apparently he does a lot of his runs for charity. And he did, like, a like a like one time he, he or, organized, like, a 48-hour a nonstop run around a one-mile lap where he, th- where he ran, like, like non-stop every hour for like 48 hours just to raise money for people and you watch his videos man he really tries to reach people he really wants people i think his life is his message in a way do you, do you see what i mean no i see he exactly what is you ex- mean. that example of that he yeah, tries no. to be that he, he That's is his way. He, he is such a strong beacon of that i think that yes. my idea of it he's is a, that he's a he's a literally that. he's like a shaolin monk in the west I was, you know it's a very intense it's that you can he is so strongly radiant in that break down face hard fucking but he's very intelligent about yes, it you yes, know he's, yes. he, i was watching but... him do pull-ups i'm very sorry i was watching him do pull-ups and and he does five every minute like he will he will have a watch and he will go up on the bar do five pull-ups and come down and he will keep going until he can't stop and, it, and it's done in this way that is like you know, it's like a, you know how people that are really good at torturing, they don't just walk in. If, you, if you're getting tortured by somebody who's really good at t- torture, they don't just walk <laughs> in there and, and like prematurely ejaculate and just blow the load and like fuck you up right away. They know how to like do it slowly to, to like, to like get the maximum suffering to get the maximum pain. He does that to himself. He has a he has a method to his madness. He doesn't just go there and break himself down and oh, I'm just breaking myself down. No. He knows exactly how to like drag that out and like in, in just like pull every drop out of the rag. He he keeps going to this <laughs> metaphor. He loves this metaphor of like having a towel and he wrings it out and he wants every last drop and he keeps going more and more and more and more and more and more. It's like so crazy yeah 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 it's amazing i i I don't i didn't mean that there i have nothing like right you just talk negative to say is that is that it's so radiant in one aspect that anyone could recognize it and they could in their own fucking one hour workout they can't they can't recognize it no i think they can no here's what i think if you see that you see him doing the fucking he's running and he's talking when his wife is filming him you know whatever i love that that that, that's that part of it that it's his wife there that to me adds such a beautiful (laughs) dimension rather than just him being himself by himself hey i'm just running by myself all the time because i love because i just 
No, he has like his per- like there's this. Per- I-, I wonder what his wife's experience is I, being I, watching him I filming that crazy person. What I what, yeah. I what I meant with that it's his only thing, and and I and I thought of what I said, and I realized that that's what most people end up with. It's just that that if you're a great musician, that's your only thing usually. You know, maybe you dabble a little bit here and there, but that's your thing. You're a, you're the musician you're the politic like whatever you're the thing he's right. he's that thing and right. uh, and uh i think i think he's so clear in that 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 even an average joe can extract right some power from that sun in in their one hour yes. workout it's not like they're wringing out the fucking towel to the very last drop but they'll wring it out more than they would have if that beam never hit them yes. a little bit just a little bit yes and that and that does such a huge effect on a large scale because he has such an outreach on the internet you know that he would never have in any other time of, of history ever right he, his beams hits Especially the most people lifestyle. ever yeah ever so cool such a son <laughs> that yes. way. really cool and and uh, but, but what i was meant what i meant was that i don't think you can look at him and his physical exertion and then go oh i want i want that and then i also like want all of the, yes it's, and then i also want all of these other things like yeah. You can, you can, yeah yeah you i know can, i know you can you, right, can, right, you right. can do that but what i've described with you with this uh yeah, like the the, impl- the implanting a part of your essence in someone else and, and them vice versa it's like you can yes. do that with him and you can have an essence of him in you and uh, and yes aspire and, and be, be be inspired and aspire to to move towards that flame yes uh, i mean i th- i think in league well, i never really while not pushed... being the literal son yourself like right right <laughs> I think in, in League, and when I look at my brain, I think I did what he did for my brain, in, and, and, and like maybe not as crazy, because he went like through Navy SEALs and Hell Week and shit. And I, I've, done, I've done my own version of Hell, Hell Week. It's a Hell Month. I, I wonder, I would actually love to see Navy SEALs try to do that, play 15 games or like 15 to 20 games of league a day for like 30 days and have to sit there for like 16 hours, never go out of like their house and just like eat and, and, and like just play league all day. I wonder how many people could actually pull that off because physically it was extremely tough. Like that was one of the worst physical experiences of my entire life when I did that. People, like, don't, probably know. Body was... people don't probably know that if, if they're listening to this recording that, or maybe they do, but you used to uh play league of legends on a really high level right right i used to play league of legends and i used to be a challenger which is one of the top 0.0001 percent i used to be top 50 out of like millions of people and or like a million people i'm not sure how many people on the (laughs) north american ladder like a lot of people but uh I played that it was like for a few years it was like my religion I dedicated everything to it and and that allowed me to really flesh out certain parts of my neurology I think and my brain and development and and in terms of 
uh, working with people as a team in terms of pushing my own self to my own limit and what success is and hard work and how to overcome plateaus and how right. to un get unstuck and how to be creative and, and, and hone my edge and, 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 and capitalize on my strengths and, and capitalize on other people's weaknesses and all these things that are cool. like fundamental strategy, right? I wanted yeah. to, I wanted just to interject for that because it's not like you're some fucking fuck that plays 15 hours a day because there's nothing better to do on the fucking silver league. <laughs> You know, you actually were at a, right, at a right. respectable degree. Yes, so, yes, sorry, I was sorry. making money from it and yes. I was trying to go professional. That's right. Uh, and I, I, I would really love to dedicate, uh, not the rest of my life, but a, a specific, like, a, like maybe four years to really pushing my body, really leveling up, like really moving away from the sedentary lifestyle and allowing my body even if even if like i'm not i'm nowhere i've never reached that level in in my um reaction and and being physically what is called like like um in league it's like your your class or your form i've never reached that that form ever again like that was my form when i was really playing hardcore but ever since then i've i've declined but that but me being at that place changed everything forever like whenever i go back to games or whenever i play games now i have a i have a gear in me that most other people don't have and i understand the game from a perspective that most other people don't and i think i would really like to take my body to a similar place where, where at where even for, if for a short period i get it up to like a really insane shape it doesn't even it doesn't have to be faker like i wasn't faker i was not even like a really good pro but I was very, very good at what I was doing. And I, I really like that idea of pushing my body to a place where it, I, I push like my own potential to its limits or, or very close uh, physically, and then kind of go let the pendulum swing back to a more balanced place after that and allow it to be like maintenance. And then, and th because then, there's a different thing that happens when when you've been in really really excellent shape and then you go back to maintenance. You're it's very different than just staying at maintenance from the start. I think yeah, that you sorry, you think yeah. that's a. I just think then that after that I can maintain something very very beautiful rather than maintain something mediocre to me, because yeah. I want to maintain I want to maintain like this agility and speed and I want to be able, I really love the idea of being able to just run 10 miles. Like that's like, that shouldn't be crazy. Like, like all these things that like, yeah. Yeah. I think you're also at a beautiful place in regards to that, having spent the last few years being interested in health, your well-being, like really laying the foundation to really do something with that. To, to yes. really build something beautiful, not do the stupid torturer, blow your load instantly. You... <laughs> Premature yeah. ejaculation. No, no, no there's a, <laughs> you have a method, you, you have a deep <laughs> understanding. A you have a deep yes. understanding of, of uh, your own body, not just, not just the ideas of what the body does, should do. No, you've actually gone through uh, different different types of diets different types of uh, like lifestyles almost like in a yes, way yes. and you've studied like 
some of the most proficient geniuses of uh, health and well-being fitness holistic well-being like paul check you know yes and you have so all, yeah so many just but but like these people you have all of these structures to help you to make right. this really cool thing i think you're at a really beautiful place with that with that uh direction thing you want to do it's gonna be awesome man yeah man i think i think the physical aspect of it is definitely gonna be very very awesome i'm very much looking forward to that journey in my life and that was episode three i really hope you enjoyed it if you found this episode meaningful or if you have any comments or feedback on this content or our style we're open please leave us your feedback on facebook instagram twitter or our own subreddit slash talk to warlock we will be looking for your input thank you and have a great day
just follow Stop.